We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast. This season is Ancore in Sogno. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views of my own and I'm recording these views back on the Ruben Wiki hotline with everyone's new best friend, Odin. Sir, you look so handsome. How are you feeling? Um, not feeling handsome, um, but feeling happy to be on a brief respite from work, enjoying the first day of holidays. You've got some sun, so I'm looking forward to making the most of that today. How hard is it for you to get that five o'clock shadow? Like, are you doing that every day? Do you have a particular setting on your on your clipper? Or yeah, I've lost the um, I've lost the setting that goes all the way down to the the bottom. So this is permanently me. This is as low as I can go. The limbo of um, facial manicuring. Yeah, I like it. It, it, it certainly suits you. Uh, okay, and did anything else outside of football happen for you this weekend that was mildly interesting? Um, I had a Bucks party oh, yeah. uh, on Saturday. That was good fun. Um, but I was super responsible and was home by about 6.30 to watch oh. the South game um, on, uh, like, delayed. So I had my phone turned off and at the Bucks, and then I got home and was able to enjoy the game. Um, although I still feel like it's just not quite the same, even if you don't know the results or anything that happens in the game. Mm. If it's not happening live, there's definitely a little a little bit of magic missing. Um, but yeah, I used so to, I, I used to watch all my games like that. I used to watch all my games on delay, and then I would skip through like penalties or scrums or things like that because then I felt like I had more control over the loss. Like I felt like I had more control over what I was watching, knowing that yeah. the uh, inevitable was coming. Um, and so that that still didn't work. I still, I've now stopped doing that strategy, but I, I definitely know what you mean, where it didn't have the same kind of je ne sais quoi. Exactly. Um, but it meant for me, taking that early leave pass from the Bucks, it meant Sunday was a good, good day, which, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be. So um, a little bonus there. Yeah, because you also, you and I went and had some drinks as well on Friday and you took an early leave pass there after you got smashed doing um, push-ups. Bingo. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, everyone <laughs> lost a bingo except for me. I dominated bingo. But when it came to push-ups, you're a big bloke who, who I certainly wouldn't do a push-up competition against. But Chicken Palmer, he would have smoked it's both Olympians. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. And I sort of thought, all oh, right, I better do this. Like I'll do okay at it. Um, mm. I, I actually had trained on Friday morning and done a little, little bit of chest. So I started to feel it. And then when I just noticed that he was doubling up, like every one push up <laughs> I was doing, he was doing too. I was like, you know, what? Flew. yeah, just, yeah. Um, he was levitating. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he looked like he was cheating. Um, like someone was. It looked like one of those uh, like videos where it looks like they're going really fast, but when you pan back, there's actually someone doing it for them, or there's a pole, or they're not. It was hectic. Yeah, very impressive. Um, so, yeah, still um, licking my wounds from that loss. <laughs> and speaking of Chicken Palmer, he and I have organised Magic Rant. Uh, and so I officially booked my tickets and accommodation with Hey Sam Warden. Not, and anyone who's an old listener to the show knows Hey Sam. Uh, and Palmer organised a box at Magic Rant. Now, he personally didn't organise it. A mate of his who's somehow in the football world is friends with Jason Nightingale and Tim Manor and all these people. And so he has, a, he has a box at Magic Round. And to get into said box, um, a thousand people want to go and like friends of friends all want to go. And so he had like a trial system where he said to all, like his core group, like his three blokes were definitely going to go, okay, you're all your mates want to go. Well, I can't work out which one's good because you're all saying they're great blokes. So you'll need to like pitch to me why your mate should go. Palmer in his eternal glory loves creating videos. And so he got the people that he wanted 
that he wanted, like his mates that he wanted to come to send in some videos and, and photos of them being fans. And then he put together like this montage of them with him narrating about them over the top and sent them to the bloke. Anyway, so Big T got in, which is so great through through Palmer's, well, through me sending him some photos and uh, and Palmer's excellent narration. I'm now in on this box. So that's super exciting. Hey, that's going to be epic. Oh, yeah. man. Magic round. That's the dream. And I last think, time. Like, long time. I was yeah. thinking that going to the nines would be, it'd be like going to the Hong Kong sevens for rugby union. Yeah, I thought the festival. nines would be the go, but I think magic round would pip it just because it's real footy, yeah. not nines. There's a, yeah. And nines is a fantastic game and, and a really great version of the game. But when it comes to like competition points, it's kind of like what we were saying before. Like if it's not a live game, it does have, you're missing a certain something. And so when there's no actual, like, oh, this has an impact later on in the year, it's harder to, um, it's harder to feel just as cool. But the um, you know last who time you guys I went, are playing that weekend? Yeah, we're playing the very last game. Uh, it doesn't matter who we play anymore, mate. But um, we're playing the last game. So I'll be fly- I deliberately put my flights on so I didn't have to watch the game and I could just land another result. So, I'll, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Like this round, this round I watched every single game except for hours live because I just can't do it. Um, it's, too, <laughs> it's too painful. Um which is just phenomenal because there are so many fans that would only watch their team and then probably wouldn't watch any other games. And then there are other fans that can't watch their team. They just watch every other game. Anyway, but uh, last Magic Round, I just took it as like an excellent opportunity to meet a thousand people. So every single half of football I changed to, I was sitting with to go and find another person from Twitter whose game it was then. So so Canberra was playing Canterbury. I remember I went and found a great guy um, uh, and, and sat with him for the Canberra first half. And then I went and moved to some Canterbury people that I knew for the Canterbury second half just to meet people and have a great time. Um, but this time, I'll just be in a box drinking the entire time. So I didn't drink very much last time either. So this time, it would just be the opposite of that where I sit still, same bunch of idiots. I don't know these people except for Palmer. So that'll be still get, you know, the fun of meeting new people, new rugby league fans, but just fucking writing myself off way more than I did. However, last Magic Round, the one or two times I did go to the bar, fucking the cheese was there. I don't know why Brandon Smith was able to just walk around with it. He hadn't played yet. Just walking around with the normal punters and just ended up in the same bar I was in. Everyone was around him trying to get a photo. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I'll just go and buy him a beer. I was already in line for a beer. Bought him a beer. And by the time I got it to him, three other people had already had their ideas. So he's standing there then with like, it's like a thousand beers. He's saying yes to all of them. He's not going to say no, uh, even though he's already got a bunch. He was fucking exactly what you'd want that bloke to be in that situation. It was all time. I was so excited. Yeah, he's probably the number one player that you'd want to run into at the bar. <laughs> he seems like the best time ever. Yeah. Love the yeah. cheese. Even on the day before he plays, like, just what a legend. <sighs> that is epic. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Bronze for Johns versus Flap City at this Newcastle Knights versus Manly. How did you find this Thursday night game? Um, I didn't think the quality of the game was great. There were some really exciting moments. Um, a few things that really stood out to me was how good Dylan Walker is coming off the bench. Uh, it made me think like, you know, the, the 14 role in today's game is so unique uh, from any other time in the, in the sports history. It's really a position where you can come on and make such a difference. And there used to be a bit of a, I don't know if the stigma is the right word, but if you were a bench player, you weren't as good as the 13 yeah. players in front of you, basically. Yeah. And that's not the case now. Um, so I was looking at that and saying, is Dylan Walker the best 14 in the NRL at the moment? Um, just because he comes on, lifts the, the speed of the game, gets Manly moving forward. He can ball play at the line. He's got speed out wide. Um, so I was really impressed with that. Um, but the game as a whole... I mean, it was pretty, pretty just like a fair rugby league game. Um, a couple of magic moments, um, like when DCE tried that kick across field, oh, like in his hell. own 20. <laughs> that was insane. I couldn't believe he did that. Um, and, you know, they managed not to, not to, because the, the Knights went over, I think, but they had the try disallowed after that. Mm, mm. Is that right? Um, so, you know, it could have been quite a costly moment because I think the game was still sort of in the balance then. Yeah, um, I, don't, well, I think you're right on the scoreline it was in the balance, but I felt like the entire game Manly was in the driving seat 
the, it, the Knights just didn't, I don't know, there's, there's something about them. The first two or three rounds, they looked great. But ever since then, there just seems to be a little bit of a timidness about them or they're just, they're a little unsure about everything. I well, and I might be projecting there, but they, um, yeah, I don't know. I just was never confident. I, I tip Manly. I don't, I'm not particularly confident about Manly either, but I tipped them immediately over, uh, over the Knights in this game and then just felt like it looked like that the whole time. The, the stats... I was just going to say, do you think they were selling Wolf tickets with a couple of early, like strong early performances? Yeah. What's that phrase? Wolf tickets? Um, it's, I think it basically means um, you're showing a better side of yourself than, oh. or you're like selling tickets to uh, like say a fight when you know the result, like one person's mm. obviously better than the other in the fight, but you're still trying to build it up like it's going to be competitive. I may have used it completely incorrectly there. That sounded great. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, no, I think they've got a good team. Like Frizzell, um, Clune, I really like Clune. I don't think he's there yet, but he played great for the when he was with the Dragons and he was playing well with them there. Kalen Ponga just should be – I mean, Kalen Ponga gets blown out of the water, so it's actually really hard to get a – accurate read on where he should probably really be. He's played really well internationally and state of origin. He sometimes plays well for the Knights, but is he supposed to be the be all and end all? And, and and if he's not playing well, is that entirely the Knights' fault? Or, you know, the Knights should be probably good with him. I don't know. It's hard to get a, a good grasp on him because the media tells us so many thousand different things about him. But I don't think... I, think I, don't think... I was going to say, I think it's really interesting, Ponga. Like, do you think he's worth that marquee status? No, not yet. I think no, I the think Dolphins, so. I don't think he's shown enough that the Dolphins, I mean, there is the side of things that is marketability. Yeah. Uh, and of, of all rugby league players, he'd, he'd be in the top three probably to be like him, Cheese, and I don't know, maybe Sean Johnson or something. Cam Murray, mate. Well, look at the face. Oh, Cam Murray. Yeah, please. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> um, so that side of things, for sure, he would be worth the money, but um, in terms of putting a team on your back or influencing a game, you just don't see it consistently enough at NRL level. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider him a marquee man just yet. This brings uh, me to the, the Knights... only tweet I've got, which is at Kidder at and Matt, Matt and Kidder Clark, who, ta- who tweeted, and they're massive Knights fans, KP is back, game on, motherfuckers. And so Manly's definitely all in on it. Uh, and I guess if you're a fan, you would be right. Like you and I can sit here quite objectively saying that, but maybe as a fan, you already have him as a marquee player. You get in on it. He got the shit beaten out of him in that first half, nose bloodied, already had an HIA, and he was cooked. And they were wondering if he was going to come back in the second half. They were trying to go down to um, to Andy Raymond or someone on the on the touchline to give us some news, and, he, and his microphone didn't work the first time. So they said, oh, we'll come back to him in a sec. Didn't tell us. They already knew, but they wanted the sideline guy to tell us the news. But the director didn't get that news and so cut the Caelan Pong and running the team out <laughs> onto the field. And so <laughs> we're just like, okay, well, he's what? coming back on. And then the sideline <laughs> guy finally got his mic working. He's like, I can confirm Caelan Pong is coming back on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You Cheers, mate. <laughs> you missed but, he, uh, but KP did come back on and, he, and I think they scored not long afterwards. Like he, um, Yeah, he scored. Yeah. Like, he ended, like he's obviously a gun player. And he's playing fullback, so very important position. But um, I think a lot of people would have looked at, oh, Knights, Pong is back, Eagles, Turbo's out. This is going to be much closer than it is. And it, it turned into a bit of a shellacking, really, 30 to 6. Mm. Um, I know I've just jumped ahead there, usually get asked for the score. <laughs> um, While you're doing stats, the, the um, stats were almost completely the same, but... Uh, like super, super, super close, except for pick one thing that they weren't, that one was like a blowout over the other. Penalties, like six against? Oh, it could have been. I should have done a better job with this. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with yes. But one, the one that I saw, which was crazy, was dummy passes. So passes that were a dummy. I didn't even know they kept a stat on this. Newcastle <laughs> threw two dummies and Manly threw 18. Wow. Who's and, keeping those stats? And they what are they thinking? Like, when you when you get a dummy half that, that takes a scoot and then they do that little hand back and then hold the ball, that little pretend handoff, like is that a dummy? That count? Yeah. <laughs> because because um uh um the fucking guy for Penrith, whose name I can't remember, Sigiaro, 
Figaro? No. The Coruscant. Coruscant, thanks. He did an incredible one last night where he drifts out, pretended to do the handoff, and then his head went back to say that he was dummy, but then gave the handoff. It was so incredible. I'd never seen a dummy into a pass. It was it was like a double pump, but for a handoff. I'd never seen it before. So would they have counted that as a dummy? Is my question because a guy who's dummy who got the ball anyway. So the moment you start keeping a stat, there's a whole bunch of rabbit holes that foil that stat. Definitely. And Coruscant mm. sleight of hand, he would be Oof. testing that one person <laughs> whose job is to count the dummies. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be it in would... his little room, silent, yeah. just watching for dummies, and he'd hate watching a Panthers game. Yeah, they'd be miscellaneous just at the bottom of every stack column, and it's just when he's just ticking that. I don't know, miscellaneous. Um, one other thing I wanted to say about this game from tweets is from at Cricket Flog. He tweeted, Newcastle needs to get the pensioner from Edgeworth Pub on there. Probably got the shit knees, but he'd show a bit of ticker. Uh, and then hash, hash cash only. Uh, I also love doing that because Twitter does a great job, of course, of time stamping everything. That guy absolutely served it up to our current prime minister at time of recording. And so um, he, uh, and he did look like a footy bloke. I don't think he said it, but he looked like anyone really from that Novocastrian era in your 50, you probably played football at some stage. Yeah, and did not take a backward step. Scamo's not a small fella either. <laughs> but they looked uh, good. Old Ray uh, Drury. Yeah. Yeah. Got a bit of guts about him. Yeah. Fuck, how do you remember his name? Oh, my brain is a steel trap for useless information. <laughs> you and I are a good pair because the last thing I ever remember is names. And then you just, I mean, I couldn't remember the fucking hooker or the guy I watched last night, but you remember that old codger who you saw four days ago. What was the score? Uh, 30 to six. Yeah. Jeez, it's like it's echoing in here. Now, the, uh, the Hyper M's, Manly got three points, went to Olakawatu. I can't read it. I just got to say it. Terry Evans got two and Garrett got one. And Newcastle, Garrett, I thought, played well, actually, his fullback while, we, while we're on there. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Like, he doesn't really make too many mistakes. He's a decently sized body, so he makes his, his yards back. And yep. he's got fair hands at the end of sets. So. And yeah. his defensive reads must be pretty good, like sending people which ways and, and trying to call out players. So... It, because they only scored six points. Newcastle, three points went to Jay, Sofidi, uh, Best got two, and Ponga somehow got one. Um, I guess he didn't play that badly. It's just a bit of horrible yes. Ponga, but... I think we expect a lot. He yeah. scored a try. I think he set one up as well. So he's done he, all right. He takes a lot of gravity, as they say, from the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about anything else from your notes before we move on? Um, I just noticed in the first 50 minutes of the game, Roughly, the Knights got 11 penalties or six against. That's why I mentioned that as that wow. sort of stat. It, it may have evened up towards the end of the game, but I thought that was the ref was pretty whistle happy or the teams were, you know, sloppy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought that sort of stood out to me. FIFAM versus Mad Drongos. Uh, first, let's talk about the Drongos at Kokefi9. Chris O'Keefe who I think is a Channel 9 or Channel 7 report, political reporter, but he's a massive Dragons fan. He tweeted round oh, five. Still with him. <laughs> Did you shut your mouth? Yeah, he was a friend of mine. We used to play um, We used to play footy uh, on the sand at Clovelly of a Friday afternoon um, after high school finished. And uh, he put on the biggest hit that ever got put on in any of our games on another one of our friends. Um, Chris O... Could definitely play back in the day. Uh, wow. He probably still could if he wanted to. He's certainly got the stature for it. He's a big bloke. Yeah, he's got a massive head. <laughs> I think he, he led with his head for most of his career. And now he's on TV, so he's done pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just He has a beautiful wife. He's got a great kid on the way. Oh, no, I think they just had their kid. Like He's, he's kicking goals, man. Yeah, but if only it wasn't for the dragons. One from five is a dreadful start. Hunt, Saw, Molo, Feeney, all good, but we badly need Spark. The Spark is Sloan and Amon. Pay them or play them, please. This could quickly deteriorate into one of the worst dragon seasons in history if improvement doesn't come quickly. Now, it's great to know that. Um, I, did, I mean, I just assumed he wasn't friends with you because I, with all due respect, I just assumed that with most strangers, but maybe I should start assuming that everyone's actually friends with you. So he probably listens. I didn't realize he's a listener or you and I are really smart um, or both. It could be both of those things. Um, Cause that's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of bang on, right? It's just, you wonder what, like 
Hook's reasoning for not having Sloan at the back was defensive organisation. Um, and I think they, they need that spark more than they need the defensive resolve because they've got a forward pack who'll keep putting in and, and lock the middle up. They've got solid, like they're, both their centres are pretty good in defence. Like Lomax is a, a gun defender and sorely solid. Um, I think there's no point, you know, saving tries and, and stopping people like the other team making metres if you're never going to be able to score points um, or the, the only points you score can be really opportunistic. Um, it also leads just, back to your Walker thing because you were saying before, like the 14s ended up being a really important thing. And Embi surely is a better random 14 than he is like starting fullback. Yeah, I think you get way more value out of him there as well because mm. you could bring him on at 13. You could bring him on, you know, cover any injuries from yeah. nine, centre, back row. Um, you know, you can do, you can do it all. And I think then you can sort of give yourself a bit more flexibility with your bench. If you have him sitting on there, um, you can then probably load up your three biggest boppers um, just to, you know, to suck the energy out of the other team when they come on with just big hard running and tackling. Um, and I think for the Dragons, people are probably a little disillusioned with them, their fans, and they saw that little like, they got that little light at the end of the tunnel with these young players. Everyone's talking about the future of the Dragons is so yeah. bright. And they got a couple of chances and then have been hooked. And you sort of go, as a fan, you're like, that was my reason for watching is to see what these young guys who are playing and signed for us are going to be doing over the next few years. And you don't get it. You get, you know, Mbai, who's a great servant of the game, but uh, he's not lighting the field up like... Amon and Sloan can do. And also defences already know what they're going to get with them. When, when, like there'd be so much tape or um, tip sheets on MBI, whereas Sloan and those guys would still be just giving us a little bit of unexpectedness that the coaches just haven't yet worked out. I don't know. It's just, I, get, I get that there's a risk with them, but I'm with you. I, I, particularly, I mean, I guess Hook's not thinking about a fan base, but there'd be a part of me as a Tiger if I had those kids coming up as Tigers, I'd be like, or well, at least there's something to look forward to. Um, and now they've like, like that's been taken away from them. I love that you use the, the verb hooked as well, that they've been hooked because that really does feel exactly like what's happening here. Let's look on the other side though. South, Taff was back. How'd you rate him? Um, I, to be honest, after watching that game, I would like to see Trell go to center and Taff play fullback. Oofed. I think... I think Trell's a better centre than he is a fullback. He's still a gun fullback, but it just means we can get rid of one of our favourites, Paulo or Milne. <laughs> you can just get them <laughs> yeah. out of the team. Yeah. Um, and I think, basically, I mean, it's a very simple way to look at it, but I see Taff as offering more to the team than Jackson Paulo or Tane Milne. Um, and he's safe. He doesn't really drop too many balls. He makes decent metres on the way back. His last... Um, last pass is, you know, very, very good. Um, it's not as good as Trell's, but no one in the comp has hands as good as Trell in those situations. Um, and I think if you had Latrell at centre, it would open up the back a little bit more because people would just be honing in on him. The defence would be looking at him and you can move behind, like go past him or across his face. Um, I just don't know whether Latrell would cop that. I know he wants to be a fullback. And he's on um, fullback and money. And, like, he's also another marquee that, like, it's a big – that would be a big media thing that he'd have to cop. And Also, Taff yeah. is um, – Taff is another young gun, similar to the Dragons thing, though, right, where, like, that's, that's a future thing that everyone's pretty excited about. Him and Elias coming through together, there's a long future there. So there's, that makes a lot of sense. I don't. I just think you'd probably want Luttrell in a position where he can have his hands on the ball a lot more. But I do like the idea of getting rid of Tane. In fact, <laughs> at, at Kieran, we need to bring Isaiah Tass or Michael Cheekham into play centres because Tane Milne is not it. His defence is horrible. Also, can JD stop picking Liam Knight and pick Sam? Uh, sorry, Ham Selly. So uh, that's the first. Roosters fan I've ever sorry Dragon oh, fucking Rabbits fan who's ever been off Liam Knight 
And who the hell is Haim Selly? Haim Selly, he's a, I think he's a Penrith junior. He's a, like a, he's a smaller body, but he's got really good leg speed. Like he can play 13 or play prop. Um, he's not, he's not a big prop, but he offers a bit with ball playing and, and leg speed and footwork at the line. I really rate him. And to be honest, I don't really rate Liam Knight. I think okay. he's got a few too many brain explosions in him or, you know, he's, he's one of those blokes who every single tackle he gets up and blows up at the ref for getting held down, even though that's just the game now. Yeah. And so that frustrates me a lot. Um, I, I, I'm with that, that tweet. I'm yeah, with that right. big time. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm Tane Milne's biggest fan, uh, but I have been hearing good things about this Isaiah Tass fella. So I'd, I'd love to see it. Um, it's just, it's tough to see, you know, someone dominating in like Queensland Cup or whatever. And I think the step up to NRL is a lot bigger than a lot of fans would, would think. Um, so it's easy to say, oh, he's been carving, just bring him up and he'll do the same thing in the NRL, and it might not be the case. Um, um, the thing, interesting thing about switching Tane Milne for Michael Chikam is you are switching one player of the Tigers in one for another player of the Tigers in one. And so that's a very dangerous drink for you, for Rabbits to be playing with. Uh, yeah. I, I personally still like Michael, Michael Chikam. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, the Tigers Kool-Aid is one hell of a sip. But uh, the I still rate Michael Chikam, so I'd love to have him on, but I wouldn't at all be surprised if he's not at all what you guys are hoping him to be. Are you sure the guy's name's not Ham Selly? Because I really think that's a great name. <laughs> yep, we'll go with that. <laughs> Sounds like you should be at a butcher's shop, Ham Selly. Uh, okay, yeah. is, it, is there anything else you need to say about this game? Um, I mean, just Cam Murray. Every week, he just gets further and further into my marry me category. Um, he put a massive shot on, on Lomax, which I thought was incredible, um, like really important in the scheme of the game. Um, basically, Keon Kolomatangi, I think, has scored two tries from dummy half, which mm. for an edge back rower, two tries from dummy half in one season is crazy. Um, and he seems to be just coming on in leaps and bounds. Uh, and the thing watching this game that I thought was Ilias is starting to come into his own. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and I was wondering, as a Tigers fan at your club, would you rather have the Ilias, like a young half, an Ilias who comes in, can kick very well, is pretty good at organising and solid defensively, or would you rather have the magic of a Sam Walker? whose defence probably not as solid but can do things with the ball that no one's seen. Yeah, well, I mean, we're already blessed with um, Luke Brooks, who is a combination of both of those guys. He was a young gun who coming through the ranks will be the next Andrew Jones, and now he's got a certain magic that uh, if he ever plays with a team that's any good, we'll see it. My cat is just clinking his plate for a, uh, for a little nibblet of food, so just give me a sec. Yeah, no worries. He's tapping the watch. He's down, that's it. Anyway, score? Uh, 24 to 12. Yeah, I thought 24 12, was, 12. 12 was pretty uh, flattering as well, I thought. Um, yeah, I think they'd be happy. I, can I just actually take it back to Hame Sele? Because there was something that I just remembered. He's actually an ambassador. It. Sorry, Ham Sele. Um, he's an ambassador for Down Syndrome New South Wales. His sister has Down Syndrome. He's done a lot of really great work in the community. Um, in uh, with the South Cares program, and he's also set up his own um, sort of aspect of that called Harme's Helping Hand. Uh, oh wow! So I think it's always good to to shine a light on um, these really positive stories in the NRL. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see him get out on the field a bit more. He's a gun player and seems like a gun person as well. Yeah. Um, I still think yeah, Ham's think Helping sure. Hand sounds better. Like we're really going to talk about branding. Uh, the hyper M's for that one was Graham, Ilias, and Cook. Cook, I also thought it was great in this game. And then for for the Dragons, it was Sua, Hunt, and Embai. Now Hunt has got to be the most like beloved toiler. Like he's just I can't think of a team that is playing worse and is maligned by fans. 
that has like a, a player that just almost is untouchable. Like he's just every single week is doing everything right. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's so good. And he'll probably get selected for origin in a team that just doesn't deserve to, you know, win a game. That's he's just incredible at the moment. Yeah. A lot of Ben Hunt's narrative was centered around that drop catch in the grand final. And, and that stink has sort of stuck to him unfairly. I think he's mm. an absolute top tier playmaker in the game. Yeah. Whether he's playing at nine, seven, six, you put him anywhere. I'm pretty sure he came through as a, on a, I might be confusing. I was going to say, I think he came through as a fullback, but I'm, I think I've got that way off. Yeah. I, I, but I have a funny feeling. You were going to say, when you started that sentence, I thought you were going to say hooker, and my brain went, oh, he may have been a fullback. And so then when you said fullback, that's two idiots thinking yes. So there's a chance. There's a chance. He, he might be the actually more than Walker, the elite 14, because he can come on and do all those things. He's just so good that he ends up playing halfback. But he, could, he is like an excellent hooker, very good seven, pretty good six. He could easily play in the centres or places like that. He's fast enough to play in most of his outside back positions. I don't. I would trust him under a high ball, even though we just talked about 2015. So he could play fullback. Um, yeah, I mean, he like, probably he'll be 14 that, for Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Harry Grant, you, or you, you would think so. Which mm. um, yeah, it does. I guess highlight his utility value. <sighs> And now let's do Old Gill versus uh, your Mighty West Tigers. So, <clears throat> I mean, the game started with some intense bad luck, which has just been our whole vibe this season. At Dom Sullivan 18 tweeted, he quote tweeted when Michael Chamis uh, reported that Dane Laurie had COVID the moment he walked in. Uh, when I asked for positive things out of the Tigers, this is not the positive I meant. And... Uh, at the Red Heifer tweeted doing the same quote tweet. On the bright side, at least, we're catching things today. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> and, then, and then at Behind the Green Door tweeted, if someone wanted to ask me, if someone were to ask me, which club would have a, a spine player test positive to COVID an hour before the game, I would answer West Tigers without hesitation because he is also starting to get the whiff that we are just this unlucky this season. And then, of course, at me underscore DC tweeted to everyone happy sunday to everyone asterisk to everyone except west tigers fans because we know it's going to be fkd by about 425 now what the hell is fkd fucked oh i thought it was an acronym but okay now i get it it'll be fucked by 425 well he was wrong it was by about 350 when uh when before we kicked off it was fucked (laughs) Um, and I'm not saying that we were a lock against the Sharks. I just think that we would have had the game would have been a lot more competitive. We would have looked nowhere near as bad. But because as we said about Garrick, and as we said about when we were talking about Sloan, the biggest problem we had with um, Toa going back there was it Toa in the end. The yeah. um, he he wasn't an organising fullback, and there was some really embarrassing short sides, or, or most of the tries of the that the Sharks got were on the edges or wings. And it's just because our numbers were absolutely shot so often. Um, the most obvious one was when they went a short side and, and Luke was screaming for more players to come over, but um, our fullback had already swept to the open side and they just did a three on four. It was you know, just quick hands, so easy to do. Made us look so poor, untouched in the corner. The, 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 I think it was Brandy or whoever was commentating was saying, usually you see them have to dive for that kind of thing, but he walked in. Like it was just, it was really yeah. bad. And that, I mean, most people are going to blame Luke or the center or um, the winger. Of course, James also went out. James Roberts also left. So we had another second row in the centers. So it was just an absolute shit fight out there. And, and I put a lot of that on Dane having to get bumped. Incredibly, though, it went so poorly, though, that, that he got shifted out and they put um, Toga, stuff for Toga moved out and they put Nofaluma eventually in the fullback and then just reshuffled everything. Oliver got put on the wing like it was just an absolute shit fight out there. It would have been so good. A shimozzle. Oh. Yeah. And then to be losing by 20 points and you still don't know what position you're playing, like it just would have been <laughs> such a long day. Out in the shy, it was sold out. Um, it would have been a shit afternoon. Yeah, the uh, and I mean, the Sharks are probably one of the top three form teams in the comp at the moment. And a lot of what they do is getting that ball moving out wide really quickly, really silkily. 
Um, and when you when you don't have a fullback at the back to spot what's happening, and you're just focused on the people running straight at you. It's really hard to do. And I mean, you saw that. Like I think you're right. Pretty much every try they scored was was out wide. Um, mate, I feel for you. I feel for you. Nothing's going right. At Mr. Underscore Wars, he tweeted, I can't watch the Tigers any longer. I'm depressed for them. It's bringing me down. I'm going to go and scream at children in Halo for a bit. Now, he's a Brisbane Broncos fan, and he feels like that. <laughs> it's just an absolute time out here. Uh, yeah. I, I, the thing that I'm excited about is that it's just us collecting tape, game tape, so that we can go for an undefeated run in the finals when we finally... Get, stop getting all of this bad luck and, and we have a bit of a run. When Dwayne comes back, then Laurie doesn't have COVID. Um, we don't have a different centre pairing every single game. We'll have all of this great tape on what they think they can do and then bang, we'll, we'll go for an undefeated run into a premiership. Is it a bit of a, a rope-a-dope strategy? Yeah. Just getting the wolf tickets, mate. Wolf tickets yeah. everywhere. <laughs> it's the old reverse wolf ticket. Mate, they, um, if, if that happens, that narrative is going to be something else. I'll be fucking insane. So when that happens. <laughs> this, is, this is officially the worst start the West Tigers have ever had to a season. Uh, and so... 0-5. Yeah, Brutal. but also I think it's the four and against is also outrageous. So I feel like we've been on 5 before, but I think, um, I think the, yeah, only scoring four points this, only scoring one try this game, not scoring a try last game. Uh, you know, it's not easy, but... Uh, give me a second while I try and think who we've actually played. Melbourne, we, first we, game, was tough and you did yeah. really well. And we did well. I think we've played informed teams and we're just about to play Parramatta. The only one that was, like all of them I think that we've played so far have been teams that might make the eight, will make the eight, except for maybe the Titans. They look like they were, Warriors. but they're starting to look a bit shaky. Huh? The Warriors? Oh, yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, okay. That theory's been busted. Good chat. Uh, anyway, we'll be fine. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be fine. Um, yeah. The biggest issue is that people keep talking like, well, here, I'll, I'll read this one because the, the Hyper Rams isn't just a 3-2-1. There's also a bit of a spiel at the beginning. He said, uh, almost impossible to give points to a completely useless Tigers team. Yet again, so many players walking, not running, not trying to win the ball. They are a disgrace to the jumper, but here are my points. Now, again, these, these are... Um, neutral fans and people are just so off them. And you said before, like it's so popular to just dump on the Tigers, but this guy was trying really hard to find quality in the Tigers and ended up just doing that like unasked for spiel before he gave points for them. Everyone's pretty fucking off them. Um, you know, that's, that's hard. Anyway, Ramian, Molotalo uh, and Katoa got the three, two, one for the Sharks. Little Madden and Peachy got the three, two, one for the Tigers. Ronaldo Molotalo, by the way, we were talking last week or the other week about, Someone, Cody Walker, who's like a punchable face. He, oh, no, it was Lulawai. Lulawai being um, like scoring and, and being a bit of a larrikin when that happened. Did you see, in, first of all, Lulawai in his game against Naden, they scored, Braden couldn't catch and couldn't catch the Penrith guy. And so when they were celebrating, Lulawai went over to him and like gave him a little tap on the face saying like, you're never going to catch us. Was it like doing something about how hot they were, how fast they were, and Braden just copped it on the chin, which is fantastic. Lulawai the goat of uh, the back chat. Yeah, to a former teammate as well. Yeah, yeah. and then... Uh, Lovely. But then in this game, Ronaldo Molotalo, like scoring absolute breeze tries, almost untouched a bunch of times and had the biggest, loveliest gentleman smile, waving, blowing kisses dead set at one stage in the in goal to the fans, like just an outrageous show of enjoying himself. Now, at no stage did anyone want to punch him in the face because he's just such a nice bloke. Mm. I've I actually watched a uh, a podcast or a clip of a podcast on uh, with Nico Hines, and Nico was saying when he was playing at Melbourne, they hated Ronaldo Molotalo because he's pretty chirpy on the field. Is he? And he goes, everyone like he goes, I had no idea what to expect when I came in, but I wasn't expecting much because he's such a punish when you're versing him. <laughs> but then he goes, he's legitimately like the nicest, most friendly, giving, generous kind, compassionate person in the world yeah, in real yeah. life. hundred um, percent. Just when he crosses that white stripe, he turns into a, a real competitor. He's um, excellent. I don't know if you know his full story, but he, I, I'm also part of an account called um, Footy Smiles, which is just about positive rugby league stories. 
And he would take up about a third of them, like over the entire league. Like he's constantly doing stuff for people different and different subsets, like not just one charity. He's like going back and to all these different places, giving his shoes, breaks his nose, he gives his jersey, like he's just, uh, he's unreal. But also he came from absolutely zero in New Zealand and then made it big here. So he's an excellent story and I'm glad he's going really well. He's got such a beautiful smile, um, even when it's embarrassing me with, with a smile, blowing kisses to the crowd. He's still, uh, he's still such a great bloke. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu, Lulu and, and Ali's, Ali's footy tippy. We won't screw this up. Yes. All right, so what round is it, Lulu? Round six. Yes, correct. First game is Raiders and Cowboys. Lulu, what do we think? Oh, this is actually pretty hard. Game info? Mm, I think probably Cowboys. Because they've I, been going pretty good. I think... Raiders actually, oh. even though because most people tipped Raiders, yeah. but they're low on the scoreboard, yeah, which is true. pretty weird. True, true. Rabbitohs and Bulldogs. Rabbitohs. Definitely. Anything, uh, anything than Bulldogs, I'll tip against. Yeah. Panthers and Broncos. Uh, Panthers. Hundred yeah, percent. Makes sense. What margin are you gonna choose? Oh. Which is um, the distance between yeah the game I, yeah yeah the distance between how many points other team will get yeah. To win, uh, so because I would, I would just go with that one because that's how I'm getting thirteen. Thirteen. You're gonna go with margin thirteen. Yeah, that's how I'm getting. I'm gonna set it to twelve. Twelve. Just one less down, because not many people kick, um, the goals yeah. which give them one point. Not many people do that. Okay, so Sea Eagles and Titans. Ooh, Sea Eagles. Mm, that's a hard one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, uh, yeah, Sea Eagles have been pretty yeah. good so far. Storms and Sharks. Storms. Like there's no doubt. Oh, that's a tough one. Because sh- sharks one. have been good. Like They've you got, good, yeah, you but got storms Scott, have been better. You got Scott Morrison in the audience, yeah. but that was probably one game. But still, okay, I'm gonna go storms. Okay, roosters oh. and warriors. Roosters. No, oh, that's a hard. I don't know. Just kidding. It's not that hard. It's roosters. Yeah. Um, knights and dragons. I have to go with dragons. No, I'd go. N- Knights went down. They used to be second. I'd go Knights because one more people have tipped them and they're True. high on the leaderboard. True. And Eels and Tigers. 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 Yeah. They're on the bottom of the leaderboard because they haven't won a single round yet. That's very sad. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that concludes Lulu and Ali's footy tipping for this week. What round is it, Lulu? Round six. And we'll see you in the next boarding. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 My, my nephews have just done tipping. Have you got a lock for this week? Um, I Whoever the Panthers are playing. Yeah, fuck, basically. they're so good, hey? Yeah, they look like they could go through untouched. I mean, Origin they're will playing obviously Brisbane. test them. So I think you're right. Yeah, that's a lock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. And I also think... I also think... Ooh. The Storm Sharks game is going to be excellent. Same with the Dragons yeah. Knights game. Um, yeah. And if you're really smart, or I mean, let's not avoid it. The actual lock of the round is the Eels over the Tigers, but and it's an Easter clash. And the Eels, I mean, we used to both love those games, but the Eels predominantly like really love those games these days and have put some big scores on. So your game though could be good as well. You over the Bulldogs that could also be a nice lock. Yeah, I mean, the Good Friday game is usually filled with a bit of emotion, um, yeah. which. Sometimes can play against some of the people in the Bunnies team. They can lose their heads a little. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Cody Walker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they're always good games to watch. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to a Friday afternoon game. Um, I still remember where it was when Adam Reynolds kicked a drop goal, missed, but had his legs tackled. And so they got a penalty right in front from when the ball landed or something like that. That was a good Friday against Canterbury when Canterbury used to be good. That, was a heck. Yeah. that may was have been James, James Maloney pointing with his finger. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to say James Graham. I James think, Graham. Uh, yeah, I think he was heavily involved, <laughs> involved in that. <laughs> Either making the tackle or talking to the ref. Either yeah. way. 
both very aggressive and intimidating. Yeah, that was good. That must have been around the time you was that 2015? Was that the year after you'd beat them in the grand final? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wow! Let's do some wowments. Uh, so first of all, I want to do whether up to with the with the hyper M's or do the top ten. Number ten is uh, uh, Talaki with nine point twelve. James Tedesco is number nine. Isaiah Yo's number eight. He's somehow clawing his way back. Isaiah Pappenhausen seven. Dylan Brown is six. Cam Murray's dropped a fifth. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake's fourth. Joey Manu's number three. Joey Manu, what a season that bloke's having, by the way. He's actually carrying a team that yeah. shouldn't be carried. Um, so handsome. <laughs> Jack Whiten's number two. And Dylan Edwards in, in the Panthers' eternal credit probably is one of the form players, and I don't think I'd ever say it. I think we said this last week. He's, he'll disappear eventually, but he's playing so well at the moment. Yeah, so underrated because there's just nothing about his game that stands out, but he's mm. never in the wrong spot. He's mm. never not pushing up. He's probably the fittest bloke in the NRL. And he's he often had, he'd often have a drop ball in him, and then he'd get the yips, but he hasn't had that game yet, and he may have got rid of it. Like he's not, It's not a guarantee that he'll have that game, so... Exciting for the Panthers. Can't wait for them to go back to back. At NRL underscore Dragoons, they tweeted, Emma Tongato shares the honours with the Women's Player of the Year. She did that with Millie Boyle. They both became the NRLW Player of the Year. That was so good. It shows how well that season's going that a prop and a fullback can both be to the, the two best players in the comp. Um, and they were the two best teams uh, this all year, Dragon and Broncos. It should have been a Dragons, Broncos grand final but the Roosters pipped the Broncos and then the Roosters four all for most of the game and then they piled them on right at the end and ended up winning that grand final it's so exciting and so the Roosters came from I think fourth and and losing to the Dragons before the finals to end up winning the whole things scenes mate absolute scenes who's their coach the, the Roosters Roosters coach yeah yeah it's a it's a guy whose name I don't know he's not an ex-player to the best of my knowledge he's not someone else's coach he was just he's come through the coaching ranks um, but I don't know off the top of my head. I know Trent Robinson was in and around, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't him. He, he didn't get the chocolates. Um, great times, great times. And also just so many people watching. The place was full. Redcliffe was absolutely packed, even though it wasn't Queensland team. So there's a lot of support for that um, game up in that part of the, the world. Did um, Is there anything that you want to say? Any other news that you've got? Uh, I think, well, just touching on that, the Dally M's there, a prop and a and a fullback splitting the award that is remarkable. Mm. I mean, the closest thing that we would have come to that in the men's comp would be Tomalolo and Kronk. I think it was a lock and a halfback where you get yeah. you know like such positions that are so different. Mm. Um, but yeah, those those girls were beasts all year, um, mm. well deserved. But I think the big thing for me this weekend was the there were two or three pitch invader yeah. incidents, like two in one game and one in a game like a day or two earlier, which obviously sort of put it in people's heads and thought, made them think, oh, this will be funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but I saw one was a girl get levelled by, I, I assume it was a girl, someone with long hair got levelled by a security guard. And then the next one was at the Sharks game. Someone jumped the fence and tackled a security guard. Like they went on there looking for a bit of contact, which I think is what way off. And then a, a flare as well. Someone yeah. with a flare, like just so random and just not part of rugby league. You know, if mm. I saw that at a soccer game, I would think, oh, yeah, okay, I understand that. There's different sorts of emotions and passions and, I guess, cultural uh, precedence, but in rugby league, I've never seen a, a flare on the field. So allegedly, that guy, the flare one, was about climate change or climate action. And uh, oh, really? That, well, more yeah. power to him then. Yeah, but also the flare just got a little bit off brand, though. Like to be burning all of that anyway. The, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but also they burnt part of the <laughs> the field. They had to come out and get um the they had water and a and a fire extinguisher and trying to put the grass out. Like it was an absolute time. Really fucked that game up. But the the girl in the in the Parramatta game, and I'm sure it was someone who identifies as a girl because she's been lighting up her TikTok ever since. She did it. She had a TikTok beforehand, which I saw on Twitter, um, which was her and her friend, like, just jeeing each other up. She's just like, I'm going to do it. And her friend's just like, like, you're committing. She's like, I'm 100% going to do it. And so next minute, she's on the field without a top on, running like buggery. 
slips the first tackle, great tackle break, but then absolutely, as you said, pole-laxed, feet off the ground by the um, by the dude. Mitchell Moses has all this great footage of him watching as well and just like dying when the person got smashed. He couldn't believe how good the hit was. Um, but then she's on she's on the TikTok afterwards just saying it was some massive lols. Like she put up a tweet that was like, didn't even hurt. Like she's okay. She's she's enjoying the whole. She knew what she was getting into and she enjoyed the whole show. I think it was a calculated move on her part. She yeah. probably bumped her TikTok followers by, you know, power of 10. Yep. She's probably got something to sell now. She's probably doing a swimwear range or something. <laughs> well, there's not enough seats in maths, mate. You've got to find it some way, I guess. And if you want to get tackled, <laughs> tackled on, national, on national TV, then that's one way to do it. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. We found a way to the end of another ep for you legends who listened all the way through. Thank you. We hope that just like the Manly, you can sell a thousand dummies and, and everyone will buy them. Give the podcast a cheeky five stars. Tell your friends. Odeen, speaking of friends, it's been an absolute pleasure spending this morning with you in the beautiful sunshine. It certainly has. Um, great weekend of footy. We've just wrapped up and we've got five days in a row of footy coming up next weekend. So Thursday to Monday, we're in for Ooh. an absolute treat. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like at that blackness. This three S's if anyone wants to go and find her. She said, how come no one told me how saucy at the Biggest Tiger's voice is? A woman could fall pregnant just to send to his pod. Thanks, man. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Watch best friends. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people. (laughs) So good. That's the thing, right? So good, so good. So good. That was perfect. I gotta get my shit back together. It's so good. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends League Unlimited, part of the League Unlimited Media and accessory to the wonderful weekly magazine. I'm Big T, views of my own, and I'm recording Volume 3, Issue 8 of 2022 with a focus on the NRL Grand Final and the Easter Rounds coming up in the NRLM. <laughs>